Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey friend, this is part two on a conversation about fasting and I wanna encourage you to share these episodes with the women in your life that are needing a breakthrough and wanting to grow deeper in the Lord as they pursue their greatest potential. We're here because we don't wanna stay the same and I believe this podcast will expand your vision and push you to where you need to go on your journey as we kind of process this life together. So go back and listen to episode 26 to hear about my first real fasting experience that I actually did this year, earlier this year. You know, if I've been a Christian practically all my life and I'm just now grasping the value and the significance of fasting, I bet some of you need to open up your hearts to this too. So I'm excited to talk more about this with you today and just to dig even a little deeper. In the last episode, I share a little of my backstory, kind of what led up to the point of fasting, and most importantly, I talk about why I did a 21-day fast from food. It's super vulnerable, it's super real, it's straight from my own personal journal, and I hope that it triggers your spirit to hear what God might be speaking to you as you hear more of my testimony. I wanna reiterate that I am no fasting guru by any means, and there is no magic formula There are many ways that you can fast besides food. There are so many ways you can go about it. What you should fast, how long you should fast, what it looks like is really just between you and God. The right way to fast is God's way. So you've just got to ask him. It is a personal decision completely and a private act of obedience. I'm openly sharing about my experience now, but while I was fasting, very few people even knew what I was doing. So one of the things I want to mention is Matthew 6, 16. It talks about, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. One important thing to remember about fasting is that it is intended as an act of humility. It is something that is between you and God. It's something to be done in private. And you have to be careful because what God wants to use, when we get in the way, it can become a source of pride in our life if we let it. And that's why the Bible was warning us against that. So I did a 21 day fast, but let's talk about what did it feel like? What happened after the fast? What are some things that I've learned since then? And then let's talk about more of the value of fasting for a purpose. So hang with me to the end because I really believe that God has a special word for you today. 
the first thing I want to mention is that the reasons that I had for a specific fast, that's great. It's awesome for you guys to hear my heart, my journey to share my testimonial. I know that God uses all that, but I always want to know, like, what does the Bible say? What can we learn when we look at the word of God? What did the life of Jesus show about fasting? And one of the most beautiful things that we can see right away in the Bible is that in the life of Jesus here on earth, fasting preceded his ministry. It was after Jesus fasted and prayed for 40 days that he officially began his ministry. In Luke 4.14, it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. This is after his fast. So he came out of his fast filled with the Spirit of God and empowered to begin his ministry, which was the very purpose that he was put on this earth to fulfill. Matthew 4.17 says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So after Jesus' fast, that's when he began preaching. That's when he called his disciples. He began performing miracles. And many of those amazing stories in the New Testament took place. You want to walk in your purpose, the purpose that you were created for. You want to live a life fulfilled through the work of your hands. You've got to put in the inner work too. The sacrifice that no one else sees. Spiritually, this looks like fasting. If Jesus fasted and prayed often while he was here on this earth, shouldn't we as his followers also do the same? Are we above the example that Jesus himself set? The Bible talks about, it says when you fast, not if you fast, it says when you fast. And I think so many times as believers in our heart, we think of it as like, oh, some people do, some people don't. It's not that important, but it really is because as believers, we are called to live differently. We're called to do things differently. And fasting, when we fast, it's part of our faith walk. It's part of our faith journey. And I think that this just makes a powerful point to the importance that it should have in our lives as believers. And I am completely sharing this with you so humbly because I'm just learning this and and processing this with you. And I'm just maybe one step ahead, if you will. But as a reminder, fasting is a time to let God do the work. Let him love you. Ask him to work in your heart while you sleep, while you rest, when you're fasting. For me, at least, I didn't have a lot of energy, so a lot of rest, a lot of sleep. Just let him do it. It's not a time of striving. It's a time of surrender. It's a time to create space for God to work. So just let him do it. Don't feel like it's one more thing to add to your plate or one more thing to check off your list or one more Christian duty that you have. No, it's not that. It's for our own good. It's actually something that creates more room for him. It's it's a freeing thing. It's one less thing on our plate, if you will. Fasting is a time of cleansing, a time of getting rid of old things, old mindsets, old behaviors, giving it to God so you can't take it back. I mean, how good does it feel when we conquer a cluttered mess or a room or we clean out something? Doesn't it feel amazing when we get that stuff gone? That's kind of what fasting does for our our lives. And I think about moving, you know, I've moved a lot in my 16 years of marriage. (laughs) things, honey. And each time I move, you know, there's things that you just take with you. There's things you take from house to house. And just recently, our church had a garage sale. So I went through some closets and I got some of the stuff that I've just been holding on to for a long time. And I cleaned through it and I gave it to the church to sell at the garage sale. I gave it away so that I cannot take it back. 
So many times we move from life to life and we just kind of hold on to things and we give things to God and then we kind of take them back. We give things to God and we kind of take them back. But sometimes we really need to completely, truly release them, like get them gone fully so that we cannot take them back. And sometimes it's that act of fasting that allows us to really purge that out of our lives. There's a pressing that happens when you physically crucify the flesh. But in faith, you can be sure that God is doing a new thing. I really believe that this year, this time, this season in our world as believers in this generation, God is doing something new. He is doing things differently in the body of Christ. And so we can just be sure that in the crushing and in the pressing comes new wine and there are new things that he wants to do in you. And if fasting is new to you, praise God. It is something that you can grab onto and allow it to activate new things in your life spiritually as you go deeper and you seek God harder. Fasting activates your faith, faith in the impossible, faith for miracles. I'm right now in my life waiting and praying for a miracle. There's a situation that's very significant to our family, and it's an only God situation. It's only God circumstance. I'm at peace and I'm standing in faith, but I could honestly tell you that if it wasn't for the fast that I did all the way back in January, there's no way I would have had the faith right now to believe God for this impossible situation and even to wait on him all this time. When I look at it with my earthly eyes, it looks impossible, but my faith was restored in such a huge way through my fast that I did back in January. The seeds were sown for that. And I'm so thankful for that strength and that faith to hold on to during this time. This life takes so much courage and faith, and we need to seek God's heart more than ever in this crazy world that we live. Fasting is a beautiful invitation to draw near to Him in dependency. Our strength is in our dependency. As believers, our strength is in our dependency on God. So a few practical things on fasting that you might be thinking, well, what does fasting feel like? Again, that's a great question, and it's going to be completely different for everybody depending on their experience. For example, my husband did a 30-day fast, and overall, he felt amazing. He lost weight. He had pretty solid strength and energy the whole way through. He looked amazing, really, but of course he did, right? <laughs> These men of ours, it's like they, I don't know. It was just great. He had a great experience. He was, he was, he was good. For me, um, it was not so much the same experience. And to be honest, like I felt really weak. I spent a lot of time in bed. I had very little energy. Surprisingly, I didn't sleep well on most nights. Usually when you fast, at least when I've done shorter fasts, whenever you don't have food in your system, your body's not putting its energy towards digestion. So you typically need less sleep, you have more energy. But I just didn't feel that during this long extended fast. Uh, I ended up actually having shingles for like 12 plus days during my fast. My body was just like not happy. It was it was just fighting the whole process. And so what ended up happening was that the the spiritual fast, it brought out some 
physical issues that I needed to address, which was ultimately a good thing. So since the fast, I've had my blood work done, I've done testing, and I've been intentionally addressing some, some of my health and physical healing in that way. But I guess it's just a good time to point out that it's really good if you're going to do a long extended fast, just to be wise and consult a doctor if you have any questions or concerns at all. Um, if you're going to do a longer fast, if you're on any medications and you have any health conditions to consider, just, just be wise in that. And I share all that in honesty, not to scare you at all, but just to let you know that it's not easy. I felt very small and weak, humble and broken for a lot of the time, most of the time. Fasting is very humbling. And during it, I kind of felt sad for me when I don't feel well, when I don't have energy, when I'm not productive, it's kind of, it's kind of depressing. And so that was probably the hardest part, not just physically feeling weak, but like allowing myself and intentionally putting myself in a place of rest where I was kind of just waiting on God and stagnant and wrestling. I'm like, I, I just am not going to let go of you, God, until you bless me. I'm here and I'm just going to wait it out no matter what. So I was just in that place. I wasn't doing it for a feeling, but out of obedience. And we cannot let our faith be determined by how we feel. I'm just going to say that again, because as women, we're so emotionally driven and charged, but we cannot let our faith be determined by how we feel. I felt dependent on God to sustain me in every way during this time. And you know what? I honestly, I was okay. It was all okay. That being said, I want you to know that it's perfectly normal at points to question everything, to wrestle, and even just to feel unspiritual. There's a lot of wrestling that went on while I was fasting. But as you wrestle with the Lord, just don't stop wrestling until he blesses you. Hold on tight to him and don't give up on the promises that he's put in your heart or the things that he's calling you to. Circumcision of the heart can be painful as you release and you let go and you allow yourself to be transformed. But God, he's so good. He's such a good physician. He's a, he's a gentle surgeon and you can trust him. You can trust him. I'll share with you a super raw um, entry. I wrote this journal on day six of fasting. And one thing I noticed when I was journaling through my fast, it was like I would have good days and then it was it's almost like a cycle. Then I'd have like a really bad low moment or a low day or a hard day. And then I would have good days and it was just kind of this cycle that I was on. But I just share that to let you know the reality that just like anything, there are cycles and there are there are moments where we wrestle. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that you are wrong or in the wrong. It just means that God is doing something. We're in process, all of us. Okay, so this is my journal excerpt from day six. I wrote, I woke up feeling super discouraged and I laid in bed crying for a while. I don't feel rested and I feel frustrated that my dreams were all about me eating tacos and getting my hair done. <laughs> I feel so carnal and weak. I feel stuck and I question if God is really going to change me, to strengthen me by his power, to let me experience his love. I feel heavy and sad. I feel like I don't know how to seek him well and I kind of feel broken, but I choose to trust him. I choose to keep wrestling. I choose to keep the faith and to know that God will allow me to experience more of his presence. I believe for a breakthrough. I just need to know his love, his joy. If I keep seeking, I know I will find. If I keep asking, I know he will answer. There is struggle sometimes in the sacrifice, but guys, he is worthy of it all. And it will always be worth it to walk in obedience and faith. 
So what about after the fast? How do you bounce back or what can you expect? So I'll just tell you my experience and what the Lord showed me. Again, this is going to look different for everybody. And I can say this because my husband and I had different experiences before, during, and after our extended fast. What I can tell you is what the Lord showed me. So before I ended, he kind of warned me to prepare for the afterflow. He reminded me the week before I finished that I'm like a pipe. You know, when we have a water issue at our house, a plumber comes out and the first thing he does is he shuts off the water. He does his thing. He repairs everything. And then once he's done with his work, he turns the water back on. And I rem- you know how he has to go through and you turn on all the spigots and all the faucets in the whole house. And what happens is all the air has to get out of the pipe. It, it kind of spits and sputters. And it's a little bit of a rough start until that flow of water starts to come. Well, God reminded me of that. And he just was reminding me that I'm like a pipe. And he had to shut the water off to clean out the funk and just to make greater room for his flow in my heart. He was doing a lot of cleansing, a lot of work during that time. And once he's done, only then... Well, he turned the water back on, but there's going to be that minute. There's going to be that time of sputtering and working through some of the air bubbles and working through a little bit of that as I adjust. I just need to tiptoe back in and take small steps forward in faith. I can trust that there will be a fresh flow, but I think there was just, I knew that he knew that I need a little bit of grace. And although that I knew that there would be a transition and it would require some grace, what I wasn't prepared for was the testing So go back to episode 24 and you can hear some amazing truths about testing in our life and some of the tests that came after I ended up ended my fast and I really floundered for a little bit. After the fast came testing and sometimes the very thing that God has been working out in our heart, we get tested on. For me, I came off the fast and I really floundered pretty hard for a few weeks until I identified that the voice speaking to me was not the voice of God in some ways. When I realized that the voice of the enemy, the accuser was was really attacking me, once I identified that, I was able to rise up in victory over those lies. And I'll just read to you a little excerpt that I had written right after my fast when I was obviously in that struggle, on the struggle train, on the struggle bus there. I said that the yo-yo I've been on the past few weeks with my eating, health, and emotions are not something to feel guilt and shame about but rather it is an attack of the enemy. His goal is to cripple me with fear, doubt, and shame. I intentionally slowed down to sit with God and the enemy wants me to feel stuck. I opened up my ears to hear from more of God and the enemy is speaking louder. I made bold moves by fasting to create more self-discipline in my life. And once I opened the door of food or to food, the enemy wants me to binge and to question my physical integrity and value. I chose to quiet myself And the enemy is trying to keep me silent. Isn't that just how he works? He wants to twist everything. He wants to cause us to question and doubt those things in our life, the very things that God is doing. He wants to try to pull up the the seeds that God is sowing in our heart. So be on guard against the attack of the enemy when God is really doing something significant in your life. The promise is that those that wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength. The promise is not that they were going to grow weary and feel oppressed in the waiting. So just take courage in that. Most of my breakthroughs, I will tell you, came after my fast. 
And it's so cool because as I look back now at the specific reasons why I fasted and what I was praying for during that time, I can see how God answered so many of them, almost all of them. I can see God's hand significantly. I see miracles and I see ground taken for his glory. Fasting is simply sowing good seed and making space for God to move. It has to be his way, his time. But hear me now, if you've been casually listening to the past few episodes, stop what you're doing and understand that fasting is powerful when you understand who you are. Sometimes we fast out of obedience and we let the Lord determine our why as we just dive in in faith, just kind of like my testimony that I shared in the last episode. But other times we need to intentionally fast for a purpose. So I don't know where you're at, but I want to ask you, Do you have a specific concern that you've been praying about for what seems like forever? Do you have a loved one in your life that is lost and needs to be found by the love of Jesus? Do you have an area of your life that you feel stuck where you need a breakthrough? Do you need a physical miracle in your life? What specifically are you desperately needing? I encourage you to rise up in the spirit of Esther and to purify yourself, consecrate your heart, and fast. I feel led to remind you of this today because I recently had a situation that brought me to my knees. I was feeling heartbroken at the moment and it was an only God situation. I still don't know the outcome, but I knew that this circumstance called for me to run to God in the most desperate way. I had several specific things that God prompted me to do and a three-day fast was one of them. This was a time to fast and pray for a specific situation and to ready my heart whatever the outcome. In every situation, it is the position of our heart that is most important. God was reminding me during this time the story of Esther, and you all probably know the story, so I don't need to recap it too much, but when all of her people, all of the Jews, were to be annihilated unjustly, she rose up and took a stand for justice. She took a stand to fight for the chosen people of God, and she did this by fasting. In Esther 4.15, it says, Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. She said, Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I die, I die. A lot of versions say, If I perish, I perish. Esther literally risked her life to save her people. She humbled herself through fasting and prayer to prepare for the great call on her life for such a time as this and for the great responsibility that she had in this situation. It was fasting and prayer that preceded the miracle, that activated the impossible, because this was an only God situation. Only God could do it. And I believe, friend, I believe, mom, that you had the spirit of Esther upon your life. This is a time as women and mothers that we've got to rise up and pioneer the way for the next generation to be saved. It will only come by seeing Jesus above all the noise, above all the media and the drama, through all the deception and the distractions. We have to lead the way. It is our responsibility. Fasting cuts like a knife through the physical so that you can take ground in the spiritual. The world needs you. The world needs me to stand up for what's right and for our children. Our children need to see Jesus 
and they need to see him in you and through you here on this earth. I thought it was cool that the name Esther means star. One of the meanings of it is star. And as women, we are called to carry the spirit of Esther, to purify ourselves, to refuse to bow down to false idols and to stand up for what's right. We can activate greater impact by appealing the throne room of God through prayer and fasting. For all those circumstances in our life and in our world that look impossible with earthly eyes, I say to rise up as Esther and to walk in your anointing, to shine bright, to shine bright like a star. We all want to hold the position of queen. We want to look pretty, have the platform, the title, the influence, the public following. But are we willing to do what it takes? The hard things, the holy things, the unseen things, the sacrifice that takes faith and may cost us everything. The things we do in the secret place will be our secret weapon for the times to come. I truly believe that. Let me say that again. I believe that the things that we do in the secret place right now, right now in this generation, in this time, in this season, are the things that are going to be our secret weapon for the times to come. Fasting is not fun or glamorous, but I believe it is a tool, a practice, an offering of sacrifice and surrender that is absolutely crucial for us as kingdom women to fight spiritually here on earth. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, it says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. If we are called, we are chosen to humble ourselves and pray, to seek his face, to turn from our ways. God will hear us and forgive our sins and restore our land. How can we humble ourselves? Through fasting. Fasting humbles you. Our world needs healing. Our nation needs healing. And it all starts at home. Do not negate or belittle your little. Your home, the things that you do, the dishes you wash, the laundry you fold, the little children you love, the things that nobody else sees, they matter to the heart of God. They matter to the next generation. It all starts with us. We are a generation of women willing to rise up. We've got to shine bright to awaken and just to seek the heart of the Father. So I just want to encourage you to raise our families and to run your business without compromise and for God's great glory. Let's live different, set apart because of who we are and whose we are. We need less words, more humility for such a time as this. We are called to be here living on this earth for such a time as this. And we each have a call on our life and we all have to do our part. We are called to bring God's kingdom here on earth by the lives that we live and by preparing the next generation. That is our precious children, preparing them. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. And let's be kingdom workers in these dark days on earth. Let's bring heaven to earth. I know that's the cry of my heart. And it's heavy even saying these words because, gosh, like I say these things and I am right there with you, like humbly receiving them in my heart, like wanting to walk these things out and live these out. This It's a great call we have on our lives. 
I don't take these words lightly, but this is the message I have on my heart to share with you today. So I pray that God will just use these words to speak to your heart and to encourage you to rise up as a daughter of the Most High King, that you would enter the throne room and just release God's power through prayer and fasting in your life. So I guess my call to action to you today would be to ask yourself, what would it look like if you fasted one day a week? What would it look like if you gave one day of week of your week to God? Maybe just to fast to make yourself available for more of Him. Maybe to fast for a specific person or a specific circumstance. What would it look like if you fasted one day a week? Can you imagine what God could do if us collectively as women did something like that? I don't have any kind of like organized group or anything like that where starting up or keeping each other accountable, but I just want to give you that call. And I just want to ask you to pray about it. How can you start fasting? What can that look like in your life? What is God calling you to? Is it something that you can just make a part of your life, your faith journey as you seek to live a life of purpose? I just want to encourage you to fast for a purpose and to make this a foundational part of your journey. So God, I just thank you for the mom listening. I thank you that she is blessed and chosen. She is chosen to live for such a time as this. And I pray that you would remind her that she is not alone, that you are with her and you have so much more in store. I pray that when the trials and the tribulations come, that her response would be not just to run to you, but to humble herself before you deeper than before that she would use fasting as a weapon to fight the battles in the heavenlies and that she would rise up and shine bright no matter the cost. Lord, I pray that the anointing of Esther would fall upon each woman listening right now and that she would rise up in courage to raise her family and to work for your glory and that she would be a bright and shining star here on this earth. God, we love you, Jesus, and we thank you for always drawing us deeper, for always pushing us and pressing us, even when it's uncomfortable. God, we just declare that we surrender to you today, and we thank you for who you are, and we exalt you on the throne of our lives. God, you are worthy of it all, and we look to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Before you go, if you've listened to the last few episodes and you're feeling an invitation from the Lord to fast, Know that you can simply start now and let the Lord put together the details of what you fast and how long and what that's going to look like for you. You don't have to follow a magic formula or know a lot other than that you are being obedient to what God is laying on your heart to do. That being said, if you want to learn more, I encourage you to do so. And I wanted to leave you with a resource to help. I attached in the show notes below some fasting videos that are going to cover many frequently asked questions. Michael Dow and his family are amazing. They're personal friends of ours, and I highly recommend these videos and to get this book in hand to learn more on the topic of fasting. Go check it out. You like Mama show, please leave a review. Hey, Mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. 
I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect.